It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp Lemonade. It's Friday, Friday. Enough! Well, how the hell did you get the beans about the Friday? Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Losing his mind. Captain Insano shows no mercy. What are you about, Tim? Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five for Friday. Friday, fiscally irresponsible Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and we are 52 days away from Christmas. Christ, today today is a day that you and I can both get behind, brother. What's today, baby? Hit me with it. What's today? Today is National Sandwich Day. Oh, man, I love sandwiches. Uh, I know you do. That's, uh, that's my lunch a lot of days is, is just a little sandwich, whether, whether it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ham sandwich submarine sandwich i'm a big sandwich guy yeah i I love me some sandwiches um here's the question i have for you bryce and obviously you know we we obviously love our own sandwiches how we make our own sandwiches for sure or how you know emily may make a sandwich for you or whatever (laughs) but (laughs) um what is the best fast food quote unquote sandwich? Mm, are we including like um like burgers and such in this? No, we're not including burgers. Okay. We're talking like just sandwiches. Sandwiches. I I mean I have to go I have to go with the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. That okay. that has to be my favorite. Um I don't know I don't know if they have nukes up here, but there's a there's a restaurant uh that was down in albany that when my dad uh, when my um granddad was in the hospital for a long time they would bring sandwiches to the hospital called nukes uh and they had pimento cheese sandwiches and they were amazing i lived off of nukes pimento cheese sandwiches for about a month um and i ate them so much honestly now that i would barf just thinking about them i ate them so much but they're phenomenal they're the greatest pimento cheese sandwich i've ever had in my entire life um, I, I know Witch Witch has a lot of good sandwiches, and uh, Chicken Salad Chick also does a lot of good, like chicken salad sandwiches. Uh, but for my money, if we're if we're going sandwiches, it's the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A. Uh, if we could include subs in this, though, I would go. Yeah. yeah, if we're including subs, give me the Boar's Head Ultimate at Publix. So that would be my one A. Yeah. Okay. My one B would be the um, the hook and ladder at uh, Firehouse. I don't know if I've ever had that. I've have done Firehouse a couple times. Um, I'm I'm just I'm not a big fan of Firehouse to be honest with you. The I don't know I don't know what it is. Everything seems soggy at Firehouse. I don't know why. <laughs> it just seems soggy. <laughs> My kids love it though. All right, Bryce. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about uh, that other professional team in Atlanta that's still playing, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> so, uh, are the, Falcons. so are Atlanta United, but they're just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta Falcons are playing the Vikings this weekend, and, and obviously we have a new new quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke will be the starter this Sunday, um, and it wasn't due to um, injury because apparently Desmond Ritter is will be available. Um, so Taylor Heineke is is the starter this week, and he made sure to say as much. Um, so 
holds a new direction here, Bryce. Yeah, it reminds me of sort of what's going on up in Cleveland with um with PJ Walker and Deshaun Watson. Like Deshaun Watson was taken out of the game for concussion originally, and then he passed concussion protocol, and then PJ Walker has remained the starting quarterback, and Deshaun Watson is just sort of he's not not been injured, he's just not played. So. Um, sort of reminds me of what's going on up in there as well. I think it's a good move. Uh, I, I think the Falcons looked a lot better with Heineke, uh, you know, steering the ship last week after Ritter went out. I mean, the Falcons had over eight yards per attempt with Heineke in at quarterback. Um, and, and he had a, you know, a hundred plus quarterback rating, had a tutty zero picks. That offense looked good with Taylor Heineke at the helm, man. And we know there's a lot of, there's a lot of weapons and there's a lot of firepower on that offense. If they can just get the right captain to be behind there, man, I think it can be a really potent offense this year. The Falcons went from zero points to 20 points with, with <laughs> Heineke at the, at the helm. Uh, that's a pretty good tail oh. right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that helps, yeah, right? Just a um, bit. <laughs> Vikings are also bringing in a new quarterback and, you know, they, they signed or they traded for Josh Dobbs this week. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're still probably going to go with their, their rookie quarterback and then um, maybe start bringing in Dobbs a little, little bit later. Yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if Dobbs got the start this week. I mean, he's only been he's only been in Minnesota for what, like three days, maybe, um, I think. Maybe. Uh, so Dobbs will be the starting quarterback going forward, I would have to bet. Uh, but yeah, I think Jaron Hall is going to be the starting quarterback this weekend. The, the rookie out of BYU, I think is where he's from is Drake London going to be able to go and that's going to be a, another big question for the Falcons because of his groin injury um Arthur Smith was very coy about it he he was saying that he was going to practice on Wednesday he was not going to practice on Wednesday um this is a huge huge hit to our offensive lineup if he can't go because Drake has been playing some really good football lately yeah, he is. He's arguably one of your top three most talented guys on offense. Uh, and when that weapon is not there, even if you don't see necessarily the production that you would think you would see out of a out of a number one wide receiver from Drake London right now, I mean, 438 yards receiving two tutties. Um, that, that's not what you would expect to see out of that uh, number one wide receiver slot this far into the season. But even if even if the production is not there, you might not see what London opens up for Kyle Pitts or Jonu Smith or Mac Hollins or when Bijan comes out of the backfield, uh, it could take a it could take away a lot of coverage that those guys might have. So it's a it's a big blow whether he's going to be, you know, getting 16 targets a game or if he just opens up the offense for other players to uh, excel. Bryce, what are the Vikings defense looking like this year? Because I haven't paid attention enough, and I know you have. Yeah, they're they're not phenomenal they're okay they're not phenomenal they're very up and down they're very inconsistent uh their secondary allows more than 70 percent of its uh, passing so the completion ratings for the secondary of the vikings is insanely high not a great secondary from the vikes they do blitz a lot they blitz more than any team in the league uh and luckily for the falcons heineke last week when he faced the blitz was five for seven with 100 yards and 113 ratings so I'm pretty sure Tyler Heineke is going to tell the Vikings to blitz blitz as much as they possibly can. Um, it's, a, it's a very Jekyll and Hyde, up and down, hit or miss defense for the Vikings. And honestly, I think the I think the Falcons are going to have their way with them this weekend, man. I, 
I think the Falcons are going to get the better of that Vikings defense, and I think it's mainly going to be on the back of Tyler Heineke. And in the Falcons defense on the other side of the ball, hopefully they can return to form because last week they looked like absolute duty. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it was it was strange. So this week, I, I hope they return to form and, and, and get back to what the Falcons look like, have looked like all season because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to, if you're going to return to form, doing it against a rookie quarterback is the way to do it. And I think we've said all year long that we both believe the Falcons have a top five defense. They didn't play like it last week. Uh, get back to where you're supposed to be this week. All right, let's head to our Saturday game, which is UGA versus Missouri. This is the toughest task that UGA has had all year. Mm-hmm. Missouri is not a pushover. No. Missouri has been a, a, a pretty solid team this year. Their defense has been much improved. Their offense is, is a little bit better than it has been in the past. Like this is, it's a legitimate top 15 team. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see what Georgia has, will do with this team. Now, granted, what Georgia has done against their toughest tasks of the season has Carson Beck has done wonders against Kentucky and Florida and just taken over, right? The question is going to be, can can Beck and Carson Beck do the same thing against Kentucky this week? I'm going to say yes, and I am going to predict Carson Beck is going to have a monster game this weekend. Uh, I'm, I, I think Beck is going to be over 300 passing yards and at least two touchdowns, maybe more. I, I see. I tend to agree here. Um, I think Georgia's clicking, and, and that's scary for anybody. And this is why they they continue to be my number one team in the power rankings. They continue to play really good football, and the and game against Florida scared the hell out of me. If you're if you're watching college football, because they played their ass off and they look good against Florida, so. They're clicking at the right moment, and if they can start, if they can come down the stretch of Ole, of Oof. Missouri, Ole Miss, yep. and Tennessee, yeah, the next three yeah. weeks, holy crap, dude! Watch out, there may be a three peat. You know what I mean? Yep, gonna be gonna be battle tested for sure after these next three games. Absolutely gonna be battle tested. Um, for for Missouri, if they want any shot at this game, Brandon Cook is going to have to be a dude for Missouri. Uh, Cody Schrader, who is their main running back, he's averaging almost six yards per carry, but I would be very, very shocked if he got anywhere close to that against the Georgia defense. Um, This is going to be a battle of the quarterbacks. It's going to be Brandon Cook versus Carson Beck. My money is on Carson Beck having a monster game and coming out of this victorious. Uh, Like I said, I think he's going to be over 300 uh, 300 passing yards, a couple of tuds. Um, I think UJ wins this one 35-24. It's huge, yep. and and I think if they if they can pull that one out, I think it's going to be that's a big step in the right direction for a going back to Atlanta. B just proving to everyone else that this Georgia team is not dead, like a lot of teams have thought they were. They're like, this is this team. You know, we've talked with a few Georgia fans who are like, we're going to lose this year. I, I'm still not sure they are. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And I think they're they are taking this team and measuring measuring them against the teams of the past two years. And when you do that, yes, this Georgia team is probably not as good as the teams of the past two years, but in my opinion, neither is the whole of college football. 
Like no joke. college football this year, they don't have as much talent as the teams from the past two years have. And, um, you know, I, I think we're, we're measuring teams from what they were in the past when we should be measuring teams for what they are this year. I'm, I'm not convinced Georgia's the number one team in the, in the nation, but you can't convince me that they're not a playoff team. That that's, you can't convince me of that for sure. Um, so, so yeah, I think, uh, Georgia, I don't, I don't want to say Georgia has a lot to prove. I know some, some UGA fans were pissed off that they were, um, that they were number two in the rankings and not number one. Uh, I, I don't want to say that they have stuff to prove, but you know, maybe that's one of those things where that is a bulletin board thing that puts a little chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I, I don't think you have anything to worry about there. Um, the other thing that I'm, I'm really thinking about for Georgia, you know, is the fact that <laughs> in my mind just went, Never mind. Yeah. So, hey. okay. All right. I agree. I agree with that assessment. <laughs> I think Georgia wins this game easy. Um, it, you know, it's it's Missouri. You sh- it's is on the road too, right? No, no, it no. It's, it's at home. I'll be there. I'll be in attendance for this game. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this this game should be a, a cakewalk for. For Georgia, so I, I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk, but I do believe Georgia wins. All right, let's get to some Friday Night Lights. Um, let's start with the Bremen Blue Devils, and they are three point favor. Excuse me, twenty three point favorites against uh, Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe. They are on the road. Um, they're the t- two seed regardless, Bryce. And uh, you know what? I I think they may actually cover. Um, LFO has not been a good team this year. Bremen has something to prove after losing last week's region championship game. Um, I, I think Bremen wins this and covers the 23. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think Bremen is a very, very good team. Um, locked into the two seed. I think they are focused on what they were supposed to do. Uh, they beat LFO. They cover and they roll into the playoffs and welcome in. Do we know yet who we... I know we went over it yesterday. Why is my browser not working? There we go. That was weird. Uh, Bremen. Bremen is going to welcome in. Who would they... What we, White County, Pickens, and Dawson County were the ones that we were kind of going back and forth about. Um, and we'll know. We'll know after tonight. But yeah, Bremen wins. Bremen covers against LFO. Bowden is a 42-point favorite on the road at... Time. Okay, so let me let me first preface this by saying, A, this is a rivalry game. It is. B, it's on the road. Bowden still may cover. And yeah. I'm, and, and I'm not saying that as, as a negative to Mount Zion. It's just Mount Zion has not been a very good team this year. Um, They've lost one of their main main pieces this week. Um, I haven't even told you that. Oh, um, no, I didn't hear about that. They lost. Actually, they may have lost two of their main pieces. Oh, jeez, um, man. So it's it's not going to be easy for Mount Zion. And um, I think Bowden is just, they're locked in, especially after not being able to hit anybody for the past two weeks. Um, it's going to be a very, very, I think it'll be a very quick game, if that makes sense yeah. to you. Yeah, I, I'm, w- I'm with you, man. I, um... Mount Zion's been struggling recently. They they really should have won that game at Christian Heritage. That was a big blow to them. Uh, Bowden is Bowden is going to come in and, and cover, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Central's on the road against Heritage tonight for the region championship. They are a twenty-two point favorite. They cover this one. Will be easy for Central. Um, 
they are locked in they are ready to go they are wanting this championship and this will be the first time they've had or only the third region championship in program history and only the second time they've gone undefeated in the regular season yeah i'm with you man uh central wins central covers they go undefeated in the regular season they get the region championship they get the number one seed they get home field advantage for rounds one and two and i would love it i would love it if they welcome in holy innocence to round one welcome out there to pride rock and uh put a put a stomping put a hurting down on them get them payback for last year wouldn't that be awesome and that would be on a saturday night yes we yeah do we know do we know if it'll be on a saturday night what time do we have kickoff on saturday it, it for sure will be Saturday. I'm not. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to keep it at 7:30. I would. I would venture a guess and say it's probably going to be earlier. But I have nothing to base that on whatsoever. <laughs> you can find out tonight. We'll ask. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask somebody. We got. We got to make. We got a lot of good uh, college football slates coming up next week, man. We got to make sure that nothing is. Uh, nothing. I mean, we got Old Miss Georgia next weekend. We got Utah Washington USC Oregon. There's a Tennessee, Missouri. There's a huge slate of good college football. Got to make sure that high school football, Michigan, Penn State. Got to make sure that game doesn't run into any of those. Who do we play next week? Uh, we don't, I don't think we have a very good opponent. We play no, we play Michigan State. <laughs> we play oh. Sparty. That should be a beat. <laughs> we should win by a hundred. It's at home too, and I, it's a night game. Oh. It's a seven thirty oh. kick. I feel I feel bad for Sparty. Jesus, they're gonna get their brains kicked in. Third County is on the road at Lamar County for the region championship there. Lamar County is a 22-point favorite. Give me Heard County in the points. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Lamar County wins this. Uh, Lamar County is insanely good. They're going to win the region championship, but they are not going to cover that 22-point margin. Uh, this is like a, you know, I think, I think Lamar wins by maybe two scores, um, but... It is not going to be 22 points for sure. Herd will keep it close, man. That team has gotten much, much better. Fanning County is at Harrelson County. Fanning County is a six-point favorite. This one is this one and the Villarica game are the two games that I am having the toughest time trying to trying to pick, and because I I just don't know. Um, as much as I want to take Harrelson County here because they're on the at home they need this for a playoff position i'm going to take fanning county i think fanning county has been just a little bit better than they have in this year and uh i'll take fanning county yeah i'm 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 right there with you man i think fanning county wins this one i don't think they cover the six um i see this one as like a 14 13 game i see this as like a one point game fanning county wins it and they punch their ticket into the playoffs crawford county at temple temple is a 42 point favorite i don't think Temple has the firepower to cover 42 points, but I do think Temple wins this and they win it by at least two or three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by this 42-point margin. Not that I don't think Temple's going to win. They are going to beat Crawford County. Crawford County is not any good. Uh, but Crawford County, unless their quarterback got hurt, they got a kid that can absolutely spin it, man. Um, so a 42-point margin, that's, uh, that's a little surprising for me. I mean, let's see. I think... Uh, Heard County only beat them by 34, so they're they're saying that that Temple is 10 points better than or uh, eight eight points better, a touchdown and a two point conversion better than Heard County. Um, nope. Yeah, I I don't see that. Temple is definitely going to win this game, but I don't see him covering that 42 point margin. That's huge. And finally, our game of the week is Chapel Hill at Villarica. This is do or die. This is 
win or go home, this is huge. Okay. Villarica needs this to make the playoffs. They are a two point dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, man. I, I, this is, I've thought about this game all week long. I mean, all week long. This is, it's the exact same situation we were in last week. Chapel Hill. Um, here's here's my thing. Yeah. If Chapel Hill can continue their, their typical offensive output that they've put out every single week, mm-hmm. okay. This may be a very, 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 very close game. Yeah. If, and we also need to know which which version of the Villarica defense shows up because it better not be last week's. You know what I mean? Yep. And it it also better not be. Um, it wasn't Creekside. It was um, who was the other one that we did not look good defensively. Um, it was we won, but it was not. It's like 34, 30 Oh, you talking about Lithia Springs? Yes. They had yes. that that game had a bunch of goofy scoring in it though. That was not a straight thirty four points given up by our defense in that game. That was I think Lithia Springs had like two weird touchdowns that weren't on the defense. Um yeah. That was a that was a very goofy goofy scoring game. There were probably I think there were four touchdowns altogether combined between both the teams that weren't like just a straight offensive drive touchdown. It was like a punt return, kick return, pick six, scoop and score, like just goofy things happening. Villarica's offense needs to click tonight too, and they haven't been necessarily clicking in the past couple of games. And I would love to see them get back to get back to form. I'm still going to take Villarica. I think Villarica fights and fights and claws and gets their way into the playoffs tonight. Uh, this is a testicular fortitude game right here. That's what this no is. Joke. This is a testicular no fortitude joke. game right here. The team, the team last year was in this exact same position and failed. Uh, are you a better team this year? I thought so. I certainly thought so going into that Maynard Jackson game, and now I'm having second guesses about it. Uh, Villarica lost to Mays 27 to 14. Chapel Hill lost to Mays 40 to nothing. Villarica lost to Creekside. 35-17, Chapel Hill lost to Creekside, 49-14. But the one thing on this list that has me a little bit concerned is that Jackson fail, failed to Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill beat Jackson by two points. We lost to Jackson in overtime by six. That's the yeah. one game that has me a little scared. Chapel Hill's defense is very, very good. I, they've only allowed one score in each game the past three games against Tri-Cities, Banneker, and Lithia Springs. And I, our offense has got to be clicking tonight. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The defense is going to be the defense. The defense is going to be good. Chapel Hill likes to sling it around a lot. I'm not scared about that at all. Our, our defense is going to be what our defense is, and, and I can rely that they are going to bow their backs up and pop them in the mouth just about every single play. The offense has got to be clicking. We have got to put up points tonight versus Chapel Hill. We can't do this two touchdowns we did against Mays. We can't do this two touchdowns we did against Creekside. Uh, we can't We can't have that offensive output. We can't have the offensive output we had against Hebron Christian the very first game of the year. We are going to have to score at least 28 points tonight to win. And I say yeah. we win tonight. 28-21 Villarica Wildcats win tonight and punch their ticket into the playoff. 
Yep. Need it. And we're going to find out very early on how the offense looks because I, I'm going to be sitting right there next to you, buddy. You know, I, yeah. I get to be there with you tonight. So yep. I'm, I'm excited because this is the first game you and I have gotten to be at the same place to, this year. That's right. That's Last right. year we did like four or five games yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, this year's been a little different. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen you. So um, I get to watch you call a game. I get to watch the game together. Man, this is going to be fun. So, yeah, I, I think I think we'll know early on. It may not be the first series, but between the first and the second series, we'll know if the offense is, is going to be coming and, and that'll be the key tonight i'll say this um and i probably shouldn't but i'll say it anyways this is senior night this is a night yeah. that these kids will remember for the rest of their lives some of these kids are not going to strap it up ever again the rest of their lives i don't want a single damn person listening to me on the radio i don't want a single one listening to me on the radio if you are in villarica georgia if you are around Villarica, Georgia, and you know anybody on this Wildcats team, or you just love Villarica, or you just love high school football, and you don't have anything else to do tonight, get to Villarica and pack the Mac. Pack it out for these seniors who might be playing their last game of football ever in their entire lives, and are certainly playing their last game of football in a Villarica uniform at Sam McIntyre Stadium in Villarica, Georgia. Pack this place out cheer these boys on send them out the right way it's an emotional time man it's hug a senior season and i i I will say this every single year when we do this podcast the last regular season podcast of the year it's an emotional time man i remember every single second of the last game i ever played football i sat in the field house and i cried for like 45 minutes man i didn't want to leave i didn't want to take my pads off i just sat there and cried because i knew it was the last game I was ever going to play of, uh, of football. And it's it's emotional, it's sad, and even for these boys that are moving on to college and going to do bigger and better things, there's nothing like Friday Night Lights and there's nothing like the camaraderie that you formed with the kids and the coaches and even the parents that you have on this team, man. There's, there's nothing quite like it. There's no feeling in the world that's quite like high school football. It's very unique um, with the passion and the, and the bonds that you form with your teammates and your coaches it is uh it's it's a very emotional time man it's a very emotional time for a lot of these seniors so it's it's hug a senior season get out and pack sam mcintyre stadium out man and and everywhere else that we have a home game uh bremen's on the road travel up there and see those blue devils man cheer them on bound to mount zion that's essentially a home game for both teams get out there and cheer every single senior on central's up at heritage get off early from work go up there and cheer those central lions on i know they're going into the playoffs but, hey, it's still the last regular season game. Um, Heard County at Lamar, Harrelson County, they have a home game. Temple has a home game. Get out there and cheer uh, our, our teams on, our boys on, our seniors on, because it's the last regular season game. There's something different about when when playoffs roll around. It, it, there's a mindset change. So get out there and, and cheer these seniors on, man, because you never know when's the last time you're going to strap it up, uh, you know, playing football. Right. That's that's my hug a senior season Uh spiel I'm, I'm not there's nothing i can add to that I, the only thing i can add to a little bit of that spiel that you said you know don't don't listen to us on the radio if it's a home game here's here's the good thing we're app based put a put an airpod in do, do you know <laughs> how many people air. uh that i have text me that do that at the games <laughs> i get i I'm get serious. text all the time from people they're like you know, I'll, I'll say it now. It's a little bit of a delay, so it'll be like a play behind. But I'll say something yeah. on the air, 
and then somebody in the stands would be like, yeah, did you see so-and-so happen on the sideline? Especially when we're away, if stuff happens on the far sideline, you're like, yeah, this happened. And then I'll, you know, I'll say a penalty or something. They're like, I, don't, I didn't see that in the stands. How in the world? What happened there? Uh, so I get that quite a <laughs> I got that way more this year than I expected for sure. Yeah, it's it's really cool with with the amount of times that we've broadcast. Like I've broadcast a lot of softball recently. Yeah. And then uh, baseball last year. I had every time I was down in baseball or down at uh, her county last year, we had a grandmother that sat right outside the press book box. Right. That had, that had her phone on speaker <laughs> with, with, with my broadcast. And I could hear myself like, oh, man. And, and, after I had just said it, it was it was kind of cool, but I was able to hear it, which is cool. Uh, you know, you, I, I love I love that we have people that listen to us like that. Do you know who told me that he's listened to every single Villarica game this year and absolutely loves it? Our who? our good friend Verlin Best. Really? Yep. He said good he's uh, uh, yeah. He said he's listened to every single Villarica game this year and he absolutely loves it. Loves that he's listening to Will be able to play football. Like, oh man, that makes me feel good. I'm, I'm glad at least one yeah. person listens to my broadcast. <laughs> I, I will, hopefully, I'll be able to see him tonight. It'd be good to see him. Uh, I don't think he's been to any games this year, man. Um, if he if he comes to the games, he just parks over there next to the scoreboard and watches from his truck. Uh, but he, yeah, yeah, he's he's not out. He's not out and about in the uh, in the stands much, unfortunately, this year. Uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. We had nothing. We had nothing going on in the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for this weekend. Just the Friday night lights, just the Friday night lights, just the football games. Uh, we got a Hawks couple. Play Saturday. Yeah, Hawks do play Saturday. They play. Um, they play New Orleans. They play New Orleans on Saturday. Um, and uh, we're still. I think we're still a couple of months away. When is lacrosse a spring sport for high school? Is that yeah. is it spring? Yeah. Um, so that's a spring sport. Still a couple months away from that basketball. A couple weeks away from that. We are getting close to wrestling season. Do what? Begins next weekend. Uh, yes. So, and does anybody, does anybody have games next week? I feel like I feel like one of our teams has basketball games next week. Next Saturday is the, the first game for, for our locals. Um, and I think it's just one game. And it's on it's one game on Saturday. Yeah. And That's you, you know how those, like, I, I don't know if that's a preseason game. I don't know if that's a warm-up. Those things always get changed and moved around and goofy. So, yeah, but right now, yeah, we're scheduled next Saturday is the first game. Uh, it looks like wrestling, I believe, is starting uh, probably next week for most of these teams. We don't have all of the wrestling. We don't have all of the wrestling schedule yet. We are working on that, and once we get it, we will for sure... Uh, put it on here. Um, but yeah, wrestling starts next week and flag football. Flag football continues next week as well for the uh, Central Central Lady Lions, the Carrollton Lady Trojans, and the Villarica Lady Wildcats. So uh, nothing on the split. Smith's floor covering games and events calendar for this weekend other than the Hawks. No high school stuff other than the Hawks and uh, high school football tonight. All right. The Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars segment. Let's get to that. Uh, Bryce, I, I didn't wake up in time to do the podcast last week because i slept <laughs> through both of my alarms i did i did too this morning um, man i didn't wake up until um it, until like <laughs> 10 minutes before we were going to record i was freaking out i was like oh my god whoops there we go computer we good <laughs> yep computer just freaked out there for a second <laughs> all right price is sitting at 182 dollars and 10 cents um up this year i'm at 287 dollars and 70 cents up this year so uh, we're both doing pretty pretty well. We're 
what is that? Uh, 360, almost $370. I was about to say, um, I think we should go. Our goal should be before the end of the year, we should be, uh, we, we should try to get to a combined 500. 500. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. May have to make some, uh, some interesting bets down the stretch, but yeah, we'll, we're, we'll we're not there. far. We're, we're 31 bucks from it. 31 bucks away from 500 after we started with 30 no, to start the year. From 400. Huh? 31 bucks from 400, right? No, oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My mind sucks. <laughs> we're at four six. <laughs> we're at four sixty nine eighty right now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. Um, give me Penn state minus eight and a half versus Ooh. Maryland. Maryland's not a good football team no, right not. now. Um, they have not, they've not played some good football Penn state is trying to get back into the college football playoff. Um, and they want to prove a point before next week's matchup versus Michigan. So give me Penn state minus eight and a half versus Maryland. Um, give me Kansas state plus four and a half against Texas. Oh, going with the dog. I am. Okay. And I think they, <clears throat> I think they cover. I'm not sure they win, but I think they cover. I think Kansas state is good enough to win this game. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do win this game. Really? But yes. Wow. I really believe this. Okay. And then uh, give me uh, the Buffalo Beals. Oh, the Beals. Plus one and a half versus Cincinnati this weekend. Oh, that's going to be a good matchup. Cincy has gotten their swag back, man. They've started to look a lot better here recently. Okay. I, I still think Buffalo wins or at least covers. It's one, one and, and a half. half. That, 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 yeah, that's a, that's a coin flip essentially. Uh, that'll be a good game. That'll be a really good game, man. I like those. Uh, I like those picks. I'm going to go uh, the you first surprised me. You surprised me here because you went all college football. I did. Normally you do like one college football and two pro. Yeah. And you went all college football this week. Yeah. I went all college football because I love these spreads. Uh, I fell in love with these. fell in love with these spreads. Uh, Duke is at home versus Wake Forest. Duke is not even a touchdown favorite. They are six and a half point favorite over Wake Forest. Uh, this seems like an easy, an easy, low-hanging fruit right here. Duke is a good team. Duke is a very, very good team. And the fact that they're only a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, versus Wake Forest, that, that shocked me. That shocked me quite a bit. Um, so I went ahead and, and took that one. Notre Dame is on the road at Clemson. Notre Dame is only a field goal favorite. Only a field goal favorite over a four-and-four four Clemson team. Folks, Notre Dame is a legit team. Notre Dame at the end of the season will be a top 10 team. Notre Dame might work themselves back into the college football playoff conversation. Uh, and Clemson is reeling right now. I don't know where they got this three-point favorite for or for Notre Dame. I don't know where this three-point margin came from. Uh, but Clemson is not a good team. Tim, Clemson is not a good team right now. Give me that all day long. Uh, and then Nebraska. We were just talking about how bad Michigan State is. Nebraska is not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. bad. Nebraska is a step up from Michigan State, though. They, Not much. They are they are quite a bit step up from Michigan State. Uh, uh -huh. Michigan State is the worst team in the Big Ten, and I don't I don't know if it's particularly close. Um, I, I I know Illinois is bad. I know Iowa has their offensive issues. Purdue, Northwestern, whatever. Uh, Michigan State's the worst team in the Big Ten, and, and Nebraska is only a a field goal favorite over them uh, at East Lansing. That is a noon kick. Uh, give me Nebraska. Let me give me Nebraska to cover that three points against Michigan State on the road this weekend. 
All right. Well, hopefully we'll come back Monday and we'll talk about us going six and zero on the weekend. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? I need a cup of coffee. See, I didn't wake up in time to get one. <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Gouldy Real Estate Group. <clears throat> the Braves signed Joe Jimenez, right-handed pitcher, to a three-year, $26 million deal. The last 40 games he played for the Braves, this is his best season by far, ERA, or best season by far in his career. His last 40 games, he had a 233 ERA, and he had 50 Ks in his last 40 games. I like those. I, I thought I remembered him pitching very well for the Braves down the stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that, man. Good signing by the Braves. Once again, we are we are the first team to make a move in the offseason for, for back-to-back years. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I think it's funny because uh, when it first happened, uh, I got a tweet notification, and, and Matt Chernoff called him November Alex. November Alex strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, it, in the Hawks, Kobe Bufkin and Muhammad Gaye have been assigned to the College Park Skyhawks. I don't like this. Um, I, I really wanted to see Kobe Bufkin in the Hawks uniform, but I understand that you can only get a certain amount of of time at the beginning. Right, so. right. Yep. I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same way, man. I wanted to see Kobe Bufkin... Uh, get some playing time. We saw him a little bit. I mean, he got, uh, you know, he got in a couple times these the couple games. I think he scored one point overall. Uh, hopefully, he develops in, at the Skyhawks, man. That and that's a cool, that's a cool experience. If nobody's gone to see the Skyhawks, that's pretty fun. They're in College Park. They're pretty cheap to go see. It's like going to a um, a Rome Braves game or something like that. They're pretty fun to go watch. So go watch Kobe Bufkin, a kid that I think is going to be in the NBA sooner rather than later. Sticking in the NBA, the Spurs' Victor Webanyama outduels Durant and Booker and drops 38 in a win. Yeah, you remember is- You remember when I said last year that Victor Webanyama was overhyped and he wasn't going to be good in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like to take that um I'd like to take that statement back, please. Uh <laughs> I was I was very 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 wrong. Uh, yeah, dude, Webanyama is an absolute monster. He is so much fun to watch. If you have not watched him yet, folks, watch Victor Webanyama. Make time to watch a Spurs game. They went on a 12-0 run last night at one point. Uh, Webanyama scored 10 of those 12-0 runs. He went 15 of 19 in the fourth quarter. Uh, he, he's shooting almost 80% in the fourth quarter. It leads everybody in the NBA right now. Uh, he is a monster, dude. He is so much fun to watch. The kid is talented. Back to the college football ranks. Uh, Purdue Purdue coach Ryan Walters said the school has evidence of Michigan scouting. <laughs> okay, first of all, Purdue's not one of those schools that you need to, to scout very much. Um, that's, that's what if? <laughs> what if though? What if Michigan sent scouts to like a Purdue Ohio State game to scout Ohio State? That would make sense. Yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Listen, dude, this this whole sign stealing <laughs> thing is gonna get it's so great. messy. It's so phenomenal. It's gonna get messy. It's it's great to watch be, from an Ohio State standpoint because we are just <sighs> you know it's it's amazing that this thing kind of started a couple years ago from since you know shown yeah, yeah. and amazing that michigan has beaten us the past two years uh, hmm. uh, imagine that uh. um so and and how did our offense look so good 
against everybody else, including yeah. Georgia. Yep. And looked like absolute dog crap versus oh, Michigan. Look at that. Hmm. I wonder how this is happening. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's uh, Ryan Walters, the Purdue coach, said it's unfortunate. Uh, what's crazy is these weren't allegations. It happened. There's video evidence. There's ticket. There's tickets, purchases, and sales that you can track back. We know for a fact that they were at a number of our games, so we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of some call signaling. I love that. He said, "This is these aren't allegations. It's a fact. It happened. There's video evidence. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait to see what the Big Ten or the NCAA does to, to, does to Michigan. I mean, if they gave us a two-year death penalty for tattoo gate like what are what are they going to do no to michigan joke. <laughs> no joke yeah <laughs> and if they don't do anything about this i'm i'm going to be like legitimately pissed i don't think they can do nothing i think there's enough i think there's enough push behind it with coaches and ad's of other big 10 teams is yeah and if you think about it if you're if you're the if you're usc oregon ucla whatever the other teams are they're coming into the big 10 and they don't. And they don't do anything. The Big Ten doesn't do anything to Michigan. I'd be a little hesitant in joining the conference. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that might be something else you got to worry about. Uh, Braves Ronald Acuna Jr. has been voted the Player of the Year by his peers. Good for Ronald. He, he deserved it. Best player in baseball. Best player in baseball. Yep. yep. There's no doubt. Uh, and finally, today in 1993, Greg Maddox becomes the first pitcher since Sandy Koufax to win the National League Cy Young Award in successive MLB seasons and the first in successive seasons with different teams, the Cubs in 92 and the Braves in 1993. He actually went on to win four straight Cy Young Awards. Um, Cubs 92, Braves 93, Braves 94, and Braves 95. He was okay, I think. He was an okay pitcher, I believe. He was decent. Yeah, he was, you know, like C minus maybe. I don't know. Probably like a back end of the rotation type dude. I'm telling you, he was the best pitcher I ever got to see live. And I, I'm not even joking. Um, I, I watched him as a Braves fan for several years. And then um, when he went to San Diego, uh, a buddy of mine and I got to go to a game. And it was Don Smoltz versus uh, Greg Maddox. That Ooh. was the pitching matchup. Oof. And I was like, oh, he's the great John Smoltz. Awesome. I mean, uh, Greg Maddox is the greatest pitcher you've ever seen pitch live. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You must not have ever been to a Braves game when Dan Kolb was our closer. He was, ooh, buddy. <laughs> he was phenomenal. He was, oh, oh when, what uh, was the, uh, what was the middle school games uh, scores from last night? Um, uh, that just popped in my head. 28 to 6, Rockmar beat Central, and then, uh, uh, Bremen wins 34 to 20, I think. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Congratulations to, to Rock Martin Bremen. Nice, nice win. Yep. Championship wins. Um, but anyway, uh, Padres Braves and, uh, you know, the, it was the first time Maddox was back in Atlanta after going to the Padres and he gets up to the plate and standing ovation from like 35,000. Right. Right. Because well, the Braves too. Right. You know, we, we cheer our people for sure. Um, <laughs> the very next pitch, Smolty grooves like a 92 mile an hour fastball right down the heart of the plate, and Maddox rips it into right field for a base hit. <laughs> 35,000 people stand up and boo him. It was the greatest <laughs> <thing> ever. <laughs> I can't imagine the massive smile that Smolty and Maddox must have had when Maddox was standing on first oh, base. He, he had a huge smile. I mean, I was sitting, I was sitting right there. It was oh, awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. 
You got anything else for us? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a uh, fiscally irresponsible Friday Night Lights Friday. Yeah, man. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, go out and support these kids. They're going to be, like like Bryce said, it's going to be some of their last time strapping it up. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. But for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you next on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.